Hey everyone, welcome. Uh, this is Steve Childs, pastor of Chartel Church of God, and I want to welcome you to my weekly devotional called Straight from the Heart. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to all of you who were praying for me last week. Um, I had meniscus repair surgery on my left knee, and uh, did, that came through really well. I had a great surgeon, and I have a great physician, and uh, my knee is, is healing well. I'm up and around. I'm able to get about with uh, uh, pretty much pain-free, didn't even have to take a Tylenol or anything. So I thank God for that. Thank you so much for your prayers. Later this year, um, I'm going to be having my other knee completely replaced, and that's going to be a little bit more of an intensive operation and a little bit longer recuperation time, and I'll keep you informed about that so you can pray with me. But thank you, thank you, thank you for the way that you held me up for prayer uh, this last week. Um, hey, I want to I want to mention just a couple of things before I roll into my uh, devotional thought today as we continue the series. Um, first of all, I want to just extend uh, our condolences to uh, Merlene Jacobs and their family. Uh, for those of you who were Mid um, uh, America University uh, Christian University graduates or Gulf Coast Bible College graduates like myself, our good friend Mel Jacobs uh, passed away this last Sunday uh, after uh, a short battle with a brain tumor and Mel was just a gem of a guy that we all loved dearly and um, just uh, heartbroken that he's no longer with us here but uh, Mel if you're watching us bud I know you're waiting on us there and, and we will join you one day um, he, and uh, please lift up Merlene and the family they're gonna be having a celebration of life for him I believe it's on February the 6th if I remember correctly um, if, for those of you on Facebook you can go to Mel Jacobs Facebook page and uh, there is a post there that has the funeral information and where you can leave um, notes of condolences or, or whatever. So uh, again, please be holding Merlene and the family uh, up in prayer. Uh, the other thing I want to mention to you is, as I often get um, emails or or comments for folks who want to know either how to connect with um, my Sunday messages I do here at Chartel, um, or my daily devotional that I write, or how can they get access to past. Um, uh, Wednesday devotionals that I've done and um, and I don't know why I never thought about this before but uh, the easiest way that you can find all of that is to go to uh, my website which is godswordforyoutoday.com again godswordforyoutoday.com and if you go to that that page well, you can scroll down and you can find there, um, there's a place where I talk about my daily devotional and all you gotta do is click on the image and that'll take you to my devotional, not only for today, but you can go back and read past devotionals or if you remembered one and you wanted to copy it for someone that you wanted to pass it on to, whatever, you can find that there. Um, there's another image where I talk about uh, my Sunday sermons and uh, the current series that I'm doing. And if you click on that image, that'll take you to the Our Church YouTube page where you can find the messages and you can watch those via video. Um, or you can, again, go back and see any of the series that I've done in the past and find those messages there and watch those as well. 
Um, there is another uh, little paragraph where I talk about this Wednesday devotional that I do straight from the heart and you can click on that image and that will take you again to a YouTube page where you can uh, find any of the videos that I've done on Wednesday um, and you, that you can you can watch if you want to watch the ones that I've done in this current series or other ones in the past you can watch any of those there uh, then later on there's down further on my Facebook page or my website page there's information about my devotional book and all that kind of stuff but anyway I have I forgot I hadn't really thought about that would really be the easiest way for any of you who want to find out any of the stuff that I'm doing on Sunday and tracking with the Sunday sermons my daily devotional that I write uh, or to um, go back and watch more uh, of these um, weekly devotionals that I do. You can do all of that on my Facebook page. Again, that's God's Word on, the, uh, on my website, godswordforyoutoday.com. And, um, and there's also a place on there if you would like to receive my daily devotional by email rather than trying to follow them on Facebook or whatever, you can do that. And I do email uh, out to over 500 people every day with that, so you're more than welcome to join that list as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, thank you for all of you who are who are jumping on board right now. Uh, as always, as you're coming on to watch this, if you don't mind putting your name in the comments, just so I know that you're watching. Uh, I always like to know who's with me today. And uh, if you have any comments, please feel free to post those in there. If you have any questions that you want me to respond to uh, later on, I'll be happy to do that. Or if you um, have, uh, uh, if you're just wanting to uh, get more information about something, uh, please leave let me know about about that and uh, feel free to again share this video with anyone anyone that you like um, I've been doing the last few weeks <coughs> as I started out the new year been doing this series uh, called seven steps to a new you and I've been asking the question how do we really um, affect change in our lives uh, we get off to this new year start and how do we make that happen and just a quick review I started out by talking what 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 kind of change is there or when do we change and I walked through uh, some of that not going to go through all that today but I talked about when when do we change um, and walk through those steps um, then I gave you the first couple of steps I talked about um, we start with asking the question where do what do I sense God is up to in my life that's just a great place to begin when we're wanting change is not necessarily what is the change that I want to happen but what really is the change that I sense God is up to in my life and that's just a great place to begin um, the second step that I talked about uh, last week was um, decide what you're willing to lose in order to possess what you really want to gain and I just talked about the fact that it all in all change that we make in our lives there's something we have to lose as well as something we have to take hold of and so we, we just need to be, be able to say, what am I willing to lose? And uh, being willing to understand the fact that God can't take us to new places if we're just wanting to stay right where we are. Um, and I, I think that makes sense. La the other thing I talked about last week, and, and this is a hard one for some people, but it is to recruit the people that you need to help you become who you want to be. And I talked about the different kinds of people that we need in life. We, we need encouragers. I talked about accountability partners. I talked about mentors. And I talked about mentees. And again, all of that is in uh, last week's video and the week, the week before. Uh, any of that you want to go back and, and uh, look at, you know, feel free. Again, you can go to my website and do that, or you can go to my Facebook page. Um, today I want to talk about the next couple of steps. Um, I'm going to talk about two more today, and then I'll wrap this series up next week. 
Um, step number four in the, the seven steps uh, to a new you is, and I think this is a really hard one because it's a little bit um, subjective and it's not quite as easy to wrap our, wrap our hands around, but you're gonna need to embrace the attitudes that you'll need to grow. Let me say that again. Step four is embrace the attitudes that you'll need to grow. Uh, years ago, uh, back in the late 80s, I was introduced to, to John Maxwell and his work and writings on leadership. And he made a, he made a statement that I, I have thought a lot about it, and it's so true. He said, your attitude will determine your success more than anything else. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of us who talk about the kind of person that we want to be. We talk about the kind of change that we want to have in our life. We talk about the accomplishments that we, we really want to reach for. And I'm going to tell you that for, for a lot of us, what's holding us back is not our ability. And it's not our aptitude in the things that we're capable of. What's really holding a lot of us back is our attitude. It's our attitude. L listen to what Paul says in Romans 12 and uh, verse 2. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Listen to this. By changing the way that you think. By changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God change you by changing the way you think. Now, here, here's what I want you to do for just a second. I, I just want you to take a step outside of yourself, and I want you to ask yourself this very honest question. What, what attitudes do I have that really need to change? What are the attitudes that are really more the obstacles from me becoming who I want to be rather than things that are elevating me to be who I want to be? Um, and I'm just going to suggest, again, there are a lot of them, but let me just suggest three that I, I think these three attitudes will, will help you go a long way into becoming that new you. You ready? Here's the first one. Become more positive. Become more positive. Philippians 4.8, Paul says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, just a question, but is that really a description of the way that you think? Now, you have to make a choice in life. Either you are going to be a, a slave to letting your mind go wherever it wants to go, or you're going to have to become the person who generates your mind in the directions that it needs to go. Uh, because again, our, our minds will tend to to respond to things in, in the way that um, the way that we grew up, some of the experiences that we've been through, and as we develop these patterns of thinking, these think where, how we think determines how we feel and how we feel determines how we behave. So if we want to change our behavior, if we want to change the things that we do, we can't just change the way we feel. We've got to go back to the beginning and change the way that we think. And it, it takes time and it's a process and I get all that, but we really do have to address it and become more positive. I, I, have, a, I have a good friend that I grew up with. His name is Gary. Been lifelong friends. 
And, and I remember uh, several years ago, uh, many years back when he and I were young, he asked me a question. It was really funny. He said, Steve, why do people like you? And I started laughing. And I said, man, that's a great question. My wife Wanda wonders that all the time. Why do people even like you? Because I can be, you know, just kind of sarcastic with people and, and I pick on people, all that kind of stuff. But he said, you know, it just seems like wherever you go, people, people like you. And I said, you know, I don't know. I said, you know, I, I guess maybe because I have really have the best uh, interests of people at heart. And, and I think I treat people well and, you know, kind of talked about, you know, some of that kind of stuff. But um, then I thought about it and I said, you know, I, I think more than anything else, I think people like me because I expect them to. I expect them to. And he looked at me kind of funny. He says, what do you mean? And I said, okay. I said, it's like this. Let's say, let's say you're, 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 you're at a party. I said, let's say you, you walk into a room where there's a party going on. There's a whole bunch of group of people there. And I said, you walk in this room. And just as soon as you walk in this room, you see somebody look your way. And just after they look your way, they turn and they walk out the door. I said, what goes through your mind? What are you thinking? And he says, I would think that they didn't like me. And I just kind of nodded. And he said, well, what would you think? And I said, I would think that they had to go to the bathroom. Now, just get this. And he just looked at me so funny. But, but here's the deal. You know, we don't know why they walked out of the room. We have no idea where they were going or what they were doing. But it's the story we tell ourselves that determine this attitude that we have. And if you get to tell yourself a story, why not tell yourself a good one? Do you, does this make sense to you? You see, some of us go, go through life and day after day, in situation after situation, we are telling ourselves the most negative story that we can know. And, and, and we don't, even though we don't know what the story is, we tell ourselves a negative story. And because of it, we have this negative outlook. We, we need to take charge of it and begin to flip it around and begin to make our mind think in more positive ways. Ways. And I'm going to come back to the how about that in, in, in just a second. Okay? Become more positive. Secondly, become more persistent. Become more persistent. Say this out loud with me. I will not quit. Say it with me. I will not quit. One more time. I will not quit. Now, why this is so important, again, I, I can't tell you how many people I've had conversations with um, when I talk about trying to affect change in their life, and I will make suggestions about things that they can do to move toward that kind of change, and, and here's the response I get, well, I tried that once. Well, I tried that once. And I said, you know, have you thought about really going to a counselor and, and maybe talking through something? Well, I went to a counselor once. Well, you know what? Having gone through counseling myself, one session with the counselor doesn't fix you. <laughs> Probably several sessions. It, it, takes, it takes a while. There is a persistency that you have to give to the things that you're doing. Come on, it's just us. You, it's, let's be honest. Some of us are quitters. We're quitters. Look at me. You know I love you, but here's the truth. Some of us would rather stay victims and blame the world around us for keeping us down than we would for taking responsibility for our own lives and becoming who God is calling us to be. And that's the truth. Some of us find it easier to blame the situation, blame our past, uh, blame, blame where we work, blame the people. We, we, we can always find people to blame, but our lives are our responsibilities. 
And, and, and one of the attitudes we've got to develop is this persistency that just simply does. I, I, I'm not going to quit. I am going to keep working at it. I'm going to keep finding a way until I really do become who God is calling me to be or achieve what I believe God is calling me to do. Um, I love the verse from Proverbs 24, 16. It says, the godly may trip seven times, but you know what? They will get up again. They will get up again. I was uh, talking about something along these lines in a, in a message a couple weeks ago, and, and I made reference. My Everybody knows my you know, favorite basketball team is the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm, I'm just a diehard fan and watch every game. And I was so excited. A couple weeks ago, they were playing the Chicago Bulls, and uh, the Chicago Bulls came out and just jumped all over them and got them down, and they were down by as many as 22 points. And, and the, the, the Thunder are in a rebuilding year. They don't have any great superstars. they got a couple of, of, of good players, but, you know, no one that can just take over a game. And, uh, and, and yet this group of very, very young players just didn't give up. And they, they chipped away and they chipped away and they chipped away. And don't you know, at the very end of the game, they caught up, sent the game into overtime and end up winning the game. And, you know, after a 22-point deficit, it was like the, the fifth or seventh largest comeback in Thunder history by a group of players that, you know, really didn't have a superstar among them. And, uh, and it was so interesting in, in the interview with uh, Coach Dagnalt after the game when he, he just, when they were asking him, what do you attribute that to? And he said, you know, our guys just don't know any better. They just won't quit. They just won't quit. And again, you can go a long way on little ability if you just develop a persistent attitude that says, I'm just not going to give up. I'm just not going to give up. Look at me. I want you to hear my heart, please, with this. There are some of you, and the reason your life is not fulfilling right now, and the reason that you really aren't reaching the kind of uh, places that you really want to is because you've given up. Uh, you've given up on yourself. You've given up on God. You've given up on, on believing that uh, you can get up and keep going. And I just want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit. The best days of your life are those days that are yet to come. Let me give you one more. We're talking about attitudes. Become more positive. Become more persistent. Let me give you one more. Become more teachable. Become more teachable. Um, <laughs> my favorite verse is from uh, Proverbs. It's Proverbs 12.1. It says, to learn, you must love discipline. It's stupid to hate correction. <laughs> it's stupid to hate correction. And the fact of the matter is, if I could just give you one gift in this new year, it would be this attitude that says, um, I realize there is so much that I don't know and so much that I need to learn and to really give yourself fully uh, to that process. Um, you know, this past week in my, in, in my, in my message, I talked about the fact that we need people in our life, both that we can pour into, but people who can pour into us. But if people are going to pour into us, then we've got to be open to receive what they have to say. And it was so cool because um, in, in my message, I talked about the fact that um, I uh, had a friend in, in Phoenix uh, whose name was Al Els that uh, I started meeting with 
and just he just became a mentor to me and I just would meet with him uh, whenever I could and we you know just I would talk to him and just ask him questions and he would just help me shape me and and just kind of challenge my thinking a lot of different ways and it was so cool this week just yesterday I got an email from uh, a person in Phoenix who had been in my congregation and I said could you could you give me Al's information because I need to learn from somebody like that too and I just thought that was so cool that somebody else really got that and said, you know what, if Pastor Steve needs to keep learning from someone, maybe I do too. And that teachable attitude will help you achieve the new you that you want to become. Okay, that was step four. Embrace the attitudes that you need to grow. Let me give you one more. Step five, develop the habits that make your hopes become reality. Develop the habits that make your hopes become reality. Listen very carefully to this next statement um, that I'm gonna read to you off my outline. You don't change because you want to change. You change because you do the things that change takes. Can I read that to you again? You don't change because you want to change. You change because you do the things change takes. Um, when I was thinking about this whole idea of, of a new you, I began to think about the fact um, that we are, um, we have these ideas of the changes we want to make in our life and the new you that we want to become. But if it's only a concept, if there really isn't uh, habits that begin to uh, shape that, then there, it's just wishful thinking. And so I, what, I wanna, what I wanna challenge you with is as you think about what are some of the changes you need to make, here's my question to you, then what are the habits that you're putting in place to allow that change to take effect? Let me give you a couple of examples. For example, if one of your goals for 2021 is to take care of your health or to, or to lose weight, what are the habits that you are doing that cause that to happen? Look at me, you get this. You don't lose weight because you want to lose weight. You lose weight because you do some things differently. And what are those things that you're gonna do? Um, are you going to reduce your portion sizes? Are you going to reduce, uh, change the kind of food that you eat? Um, are you going to change the, the times and amounts uh, of, of when you eat and what that looks like? And what, in other words, what habits are you going to do to put that in place? Um, if a part of that is exercising, then what, what, how are you going to develop that? When are you going to exercise? What that, what's that exercise going to look like? How are you going to know what exercises to do? In other words, it, it's, it's about asking the question, if I really want to achieve this goal, then what are the habits that I need to put into place that make it become that? Same thing with spiritual growth. If one of your goals is to grow closer to God this year, what are the habits that you're going to do to make that happen? You don't grow closer to God simply by saying, I want to grow close to God. You, you grow close to God. Peter says, or I think Peter or James, where it says, um, you know, draw close, it's James, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Okay, so how do you draw close to God? Well, let's say it's uh, reading God's word. That's the most direct way God speaks to us. So if I'm going to grow spiritually, I need to develop a habit of reading God's Word. Now, what's that habit going to look like for you? Um, how much time are you going to dedicate to reading God's Word? And on what days and when are you going to do that? Um, so if you know, begin to say, well, okay, I need to read God's Word. So that means every morning to the beginning of my day at 8 a.m., I'm going to read God's Word for 15 minutes. 
every morning at 8 a.m. Maybe, let's say, Monday through Friday. I'll give myself the weekend, too, because my schedule is different. But uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. for 15 minutes. That, and, that, and that's the habit. And then you begin to do that. And you see, as you develop that habit, then you begin to read God's Word. And as you begin to read God's Word, God begins to speak. And as God begins to speak, you can begin to act on what He says. And guess what's happening? You are drawing closer to God. And as you are drawing closer to God, God is drawing closer to you. No matter what it is uh, in your life that you want to do, you have to develop the habits to make that those things happen. Does that does that make sense to you? Um, let me let me circle back to even talking about the attitudes. Um, if 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 you're if you noticed that over the last year so that you became more negative and you say this year one of my goals I need a more positive attitude then then here's a habit you can do every single day keep a list somewhere in, in whether it's in your Bible or on your refrigerator somewhere where you're going to see it but keep a list and then every day do this write down one positive thing that happened that day write down one positive thing that happened or one positive thing that you noticed that day. What begins to happen? You're looking for the positive. And so you write that down. And then the next day you write another one down. Guess what happens after a month? You've got like 30 things that you've seen. And, and, and all the time that you're doing that, what's happening as a result of that habit is that you are causing your mind to begin to look for positive things. You're beginning to, to start to think about positive things. And as you do that, guess what? All that time that you're thinking about the positive things, you're not thinking about the negative things. Does that make sense? You know, you are, you are a result of what you do um, now as I say those things just a couple of couple of thoughts about habits one you know new habits take time it doesn't become a habit right away um, most studies say that it takes about 21 days of doing the same thing for it to become a habit and so you have to do it consistently for 21 days, and then it becomes more of a habit. When you do it for 90 days, guess what? It, it starts becoming something that you do without thinking. So, in other words, you know, you do it, you start doing it long enough, um, and then it becomes it becomes a habit, and then it just simply becomes a part of your lifestyle. You begin to do it; it just becomes a part of the way that you you are. It's the 2190 rule: 21 days, it's a habit. After 90 days, you're doing it without thinking. Second thing I would say to you is that habits take adaptability, and this is huge. Habits take adaptability. For example, if if you're one of those people who say, you know, I wanna, you know, I wanna lose weight. I need to exercise. I'm gonna get up every morning at 5 a.m. and I'm gonna work out. And you're not really a morning person. You know, you may do that for a morning or two or even three, but then you're going, man, after three days, I can't, I can't do this. And what's that mean? Doesn't mean quit exercising. It means you know what? I need to adapt the time. Maybe I need to do this after work. Maybe I need to do this at lunch. Maybe I need to do this uh, after I come home. What, whatever that looks like. But don't be afraid to adapt what you do, um, you know, just because, the, you know, the way you set it up didn't work out. Just find, find a different time. Find a different place. Some of you uh, may sit, may be thinking again about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible regularly. And here's what happens. You sit down to read your Bible, and as you're sitting there, your phone goes off. And, you, you know, you, somebody's texting you, and you start responding to that text. And you're going back and forth, and pretty soon your 15 minutes that you've given yourself is gone, and you didn't give it right. And then you become frustrated. Later, you start feeling guilty. You know, I'm not doing my phone. You know, my phone won't stop buzzing. Well, here, here my heart. Turn your phone off. This is a simple fix. Turn your phone off. 
Um, you know, and you know, just turn it off. Give yourself those 15 minutes and then. You know what I made? I made this incredible discovery. When I turn my phone off or when I make myself unavailable, guess what? The world still turns. The world still. You are not. I love you, but you are not the center of the universe. Adapt and do what it takes to accomplish to set those habits in place. Um, again, for some of us. Um, I kind of goes back to what I talked about last week for some of the habits maybe maybe again it may be the weight loss and the exercising a lot of people find this easier if they have someone to do this with them and for some of you maybe the key to your success in establishing as a habit is to having a partner that you're going to walk with um, for exercise or someone that you're going to have as a as a check-in person about how you're doing on your diet and how you're doing on your portion controls and all that kinds of stuff just be willing here. All I'm saying with all of that is be willing to, when you set this goal for yourself, to be willing to adapt to do what you need to do to make it successful. Let me give you one last thought and I'll wrap up with this today. New habits take grace. New habits take grace. Um, I'm going to end with this next week when I wrap this up, but I, I just want to, I, I want to talk about just a second that you need to give yourself some grace. None of us do this stuff perfectly. None of us make the changes that we want to make perfectly. Um, many of us who, you know, who are trying to lose weight will have uh, a few good days or we have a few good, you know, or a good week or so. And then, you know, we have, we give ourselves a cheat day and we, or, you know, we have a big dinner or whatever. And then our weight goes up a pound or two. I mean, it's really easy to get discouraged. No, 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 no. Don't let yourself slide there. Give yourself grace. It's okay. It's okay. You know, you're, you're still moving forward. Give yourself some grace and keep going. You miss your Bible time. You, you know, you go a couple days without reading. People set these goals for themselves. I'm going to read the Bible every day. Um, but then once they miss a day or two, as well, I might as well quit. No, no, no. Just reset that. Um, you know, just go right back to it and 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 keep going. <coughs> Give yourself grace not to be perfect in this. Okay, I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about that next week. Let me let me reemphasize what I talked about today. The two steps I gave you today. These are steps four and five. Uh, on the seven steps to new you. Embrace the attitudes that you're going to need to grow and develop the habits that are going to make your hopes become reality. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for this time together. I thank you again for those who are watching live and I thank you for those who are, are going to watch this later. And uh, Lord, I pray that as they do, that you will speak to their heart. Uh, all of us are on a journey. All of us are, you are taking us to places uh, that we've never been before. And all of us have much we need to learn, a lot of ways we need to grow, and a lot of changes we need to make. And Father, we confess we cannot do that without your help. And so, Lord, I pray. I know that there are people who are watching and they've been doing really well at this new year. And I pray that you will just uh, give them encouragement today, tell them well done and keep them going. I know, Lord, there are some people today, they're frustrated. Uh, there were some changes that they had hoped to make. And this new year has not started out the way that they wanted it to. And uh, they're growing a bit discouraged. And Lord, I pray you will give them encouragement today. I pray that you will put your arm around them, that you will help lift them up, that you will help them to set their eyes on the horizon, and that you help them not, not to quit. But they, they will uh, begin to take some more steps forward and to regroup and, and keep going. Father, I just thank you uh, for the way that you give us grace for the journey. Uh, when you made us, I, I love what Psalm 1, uh, 103 says, and it says, you, you remember that we are just dust. 
And we need to remember that sometimes. We, uh, we sometimes are really just way too hard on ourselves. And so help us to give ourselves some of the same grace that you give us. And help us to realize that um, uh, this is a lifelong journey and, um, and that you're going to be with us every step of the way. So again, Lord, set our eyes on the goal. Help us to uh, remember, help us to deal uh, forthrightly with the attitudes that need to change and the habits that we need to develop and help us to become the people that you want us to be. Lord, I, I want to pray especially for Merlene Jacobs today and their family. Um, and uh, Lord, we just pray you'd put your arms of comfort and peace around them. Uh, we pray that you would hold them close to their, your heart, Lord, today and that they would know that they are loved by people all around the world and that our faith and our prayers will hold them up and that you will walk with them through these next couple of weeks that will be very difficult. Um, and Lord, I just thank you that you have allowed us to have uh, guys like Mel along our path on this journey who uh, have left uh, just a great mark of integrity and hope and life. And Mel, in very simple and quiet ways, touched the lives of so many. And we are grateful. And uh, so, Lord, today, would you just give Mel a hug for us? Would you tell him how much we love him? And just whisper in his ear, well done, bud. Well done. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Hey, th thanks again for watching. Uh, if you've got any questions for me or any comments you'd like to make, please, again, if you haven't put your name in the comments yet, do that so that I know that you're watching today. If you'd like to see any more of these uh, or catch up with my devotional or any of my messages on Sunday, any of that, go to my website, godswordforyoutoday.com. You can find all of that there, links to all of that there. And uh, remember that you are loved. I love you. God loves you. And we are for you. If I can ever help you, let me know. Talk to you later, folks. Bye.